Side Street Stories presents The Witness of Kitab Al-Azif number stations finally paid off with access to the Equation Group's secret satellite. They monitor it all there, all the outside people. And now I have the key. The truth will finally come out. Oh, no, no, how, how did they? No, no, I won't go. I won't be your prisoner. Roger on Union 121. BKS catalog forward slash forward slash Carcosa. John and the witness huddled in the dimly lit apartment, their faces etched with worry. The room was a small, cramped space, shrouded in an eerie, timeless aura. The wallpaper, peeling at the edges, wore patterns that seemed to shift and contort if you stared too long. An antique clock, its hands frozen in time, ticked in the corner, its slow, erratic rhythm adding to the haunting atmosphere. They are here, the witness whispered, his voice barely audible over the distant rumble of thunder. In our world now, you must not have closed the gate behind us as tightly as you needed to. John glanced around, the oppressive air in the apartment almost suffocating. He noticed the faded photographs on the walls, the people in them staring out with empty eyes. The room felt haunted, as though the memories of its former inhabitants lingered in every shadowy corner. The eerie scratching and skittering sounds emanated from within the walls, like an unseen, sinister orchestra. The witness and John exchanged uneasy glances, their hearts pounding as they recognized those unnerving noises, the unmistakable evidence of the creatures lurking in the very structure of the apartment. John studied the single window in the room, the one connection to the outside world. It had once offered a view of a bustling city, but now it looked out onto a world swallowed by darkness, a void that seemed to stretch into infinity. When the creatures arrived, that window would turn inky black, as if reflecting the abyss they heralded. BKS catalog hash 5x.179 forward slash forward slash Carcosa. John and the witness exchanged a desperate look, understanding that they didn't have much time left. John had always been the more secretive of the two, and his plan had always been shrouded in mystery. John 
The witness pleaded. What's your plan? We can't ignore those things any longer. They're right outside, and I fear that they know about our working. John's expression remained inscrutable, his gaze flicking to the apartment's creaking floorboards, as though expecting them to betray their unwanted visitors at any moment. The room seemed to pulse with malevolent energy, and the air grew colder as the shadows deepened. Trust me. I have a plan, but it involves taking a great risk. I need you to focus on the working, on the magic. I'll handle them. The witness nodded his hands trembling as he gathered the necessary components for the magical working. As he chanted incantations, the room itself seemed to respond, the walls whispering dark secrets, the floorboards creaking with trepidation. John prepared himself for the impending confrontation casting a wary eye on the antique mirror that seemed to reflect more than just appearances. The eerie scratching in the walls had escalated into a frenzied chorus, and it was clear that the creatures were no longer content to stay hidden. Taking a deep breath, John moved toward the door, his footsteps muffled by the ancient threadbare carpet. He pulled out an ornate dagger, etched with cryptic symbols, and with a swift motion, he carved a protective sigil onto the doorframe, reinforcing it against the unknown horrors that lurked beyond. The creatures on the other side hissed and clawed at the fortified barrier, their monstrous forms contorting the wallpaper with grotesque shadows. John's wards held, for now, buying himself precious time to complete the magical working. BKS catalog hash 5x.1914 forward slash forward slash carcosa. Inside the apartment, the room crackled with energy as arcane symbols glowed in the air. This atmosphere shimmered with otherworldly power, and the clock's ticking grew more erratic, as if it too was drawn into the ritual's madness. But the creatures were relentless. They sensed the magic and fought against John's protective ward with newfound determination. John's hands trembled as he struggled to maintain the barrier and he knew he couldn't hold them off for much longer. The witness's voice quavered as he recited the final incantation, the room itself seemingly alive with energy. The portal pulsed with power, ready to fulfill its purpose, but it was a race against time. John's strength waned and he felt the creatures closing in, their menacing presence filling the room. With one final surge of power, he expanded the protective ward, 
buying the witness a precious few moments. The portal flickered and then stabilized. The witness, pale and exhausted, turned to John, tears in his eyes. It's ready, John. Now, let's go. John nodded, releasing the ward, and together, they stepped toward the portal, hoping to leave the creatures behind. But John knew that his fate was sealed. He was the bait, the distraction that would enable the witness to complete his task. The eerie scratching and skittering within the walls grew louder, more chaotic, and John realized that the creatures had figured out his ruse. Go, witness, John said with a determined look. Complete the task. I'll hold them off as long as I can. The witness hesitated for a moment, his eyes filled with gratitude and regret. Then, he stepped through the portal, leaving John behind to face the approaching creatures alone. As the portal sealed, John's heart raced, and the room seemed to close in on him. The shadows danced ominously, and the eerie, relentless scratching and skittering grew deafening. With grim determination, John prepared to face his ultimate fate, knowing that he might be drawn into the sinister realm of Carcosar, never to return. BKS catalog hash 6x.2224 forward slash forward slash Carcosa. John's world dissolved into a nightmare as the creatures, their shadows intertwining with his own, carried him through a rift in reality, beyond the threshold of the old apartment and into the nightmarish realm of Carcosa. The air was thick with an oppressive, sickly-sweet scent, and the ground seemed to shift and writhe beneath his feet. Carcosa sprawled before him, a city of eldritch architecture, a place where time and space were, but distorted memories, towers and spires of alien design loomed like monstrous sentinels, casting long, unsettling shadows that seemed to stretch into infinity. The sky above was a maddening palette of shifting colors, hues that defied human comprehension. At the heart of Carcosa stood a towering, obsidian statue, a grim representation of the king in yellow. Its features were warped and otherworldly, a grotesque visage of power and malevolence. Yet, for the benefit of this audience, the king had taken on the form of a young woman with black hair and pale skin. Her eyes held an unnerving depth, betraying the ageless wisdom that dwelled within. This young woman with an ethereal presence watched John's arrival with a mixture of curiosity and sadness. She wore an ornate, sickly yellow gown that seemed to ripple with a life of its own. 
Her presence was both captivating and eerie, like a memory of lost innocence in the midst of violent misfortune. As John was lowered to the ground, his captors releasing their grip, he found himself kneeling before the enigmatic king in yellow, who wore a smug, satisfied expression. The king's voice echoed with a haunting, otherworldly resonance, and John's heart filled with dread. The king in yellow began to speak, the words carrying an unnatural weight that pressed upon John's very soul. You have been brought to my court, John, from the world beyond. You have something that I require, and in return, I offer you the gift of service. Around them, the inhabitants of Carcosa, enigmatic and grotesque, watched in silence, their faces hidden beneath masks of tragedy and malevolence. Some were human in form, while others defied description, their bodies shifting and changing as if they were made of shadows. John's world had unraveled, and the enigmatic king in yellow held the threads of his fate. His heart pounded with terror as he awaited the king's command, his destiny now inextricably entwined with the eldritch horrors of Carcosa and the waiting cosmos beyond. This has been a production of Side Street Stories. It is engineered and produced in Grummus Studios. Story by Drummus. Writing by Aaron Afamenko. Music and sound production by Drummus. The Witness is played by Aaron Afamenko. John is played by Drummus. you have just listened to is based on a true story. Any similarity to events present, past, or future is purely non-coincidental. The persons, places, and things depicted in the podcast are dangerously real. Do not read from the book. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy Side Street Stories, please subscribe, rate, review, and share.